Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Each week, we bring you the Dewing Grain market report, giving you up-to-date information and insider advice, followed by Farm Chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues while sampling a beer, Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing and this week's market report. Welcome to the market report. What follows is my thoughts or gut instincts of what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decisions to trade is yours. Market report for week commencing 27th of April 2020. Is it going to rain or isn't it going to rain? Last weekend we were expecting absolutely nothing and um, in my little village of Westwick in Norfolk it was five millimetres of very slow and deliberate drizzle which was fabulous. The spring barley crop planted very close to my house looked amazing for all of this week. Uh, Obviously it's been very dry all week, very sunny, an easterly wind, everything's dried out, it feels like we've had no rain whatsoever. Um, the fact we actually got some and it wasn't forecast, well, that was that was a real bonus. Some people didn't get any, and uh, so you'll all be kicking the cat at this point and saying, uh, what's he talking about? And some people in other, other f- uh, far-flung areas of the county or in, into Suffolk got uh, quite a lot of rain. So uh, there will be a crop. Um, the forecast ongoing, if you looked at it yesterday, was no rain whatsoever in the whole of the Northern Hemisphere, as far as we could see. And now it's completely changed. It looks like there's going to be some uh, some rain coming across over the weekend again. So we'll be holding our breath and, and it, w- it will make a lot of difference. If we get a, a good downpour or a regular um, little sprinkling of rain every single week, then we're going to be fine. And, and it is difficult when the forecast says one thing and then changes 24 hours later to something completely different. We won't hold our breath because it, it may well not rain at all and then we'll all get very... Uh, very sad about it, but it is kind of like the most prominent thought in my farmers' minds at the moment. There is a definite problem, and it could be solved very easily. But at, at uh, you know we're relying on, um, yeah, we're relying on the rain. There's a, there's a theory that is mine in the middle of the night, thinking, hang on, all this all this carbon that isn't in the air, there'll be less rainfall anyway because there's less particles and less stuff coming down. But if you look at the weather going on in the middle of the United States, the, the same theory should apply, and it's it's raining rather too much over there, so I think my, my theory might be wrong. Markets. Feed wheat has been incredibly volatile this week. It went up really um, £11 a tonne, if you took the worst moment to the, to the highest moment, and it's now come back down about 6 So current value for feed wheat for may would be about 152x um it got close to well the futures traded at 160 yesterday and they're currently just traded at 55.50 so there's a £4.50 drop off in in 12 hours the in my opinion old crop feed wheat there is enough of it around the first day tenders come out today there's um 25,000 tonnes, lots of it in Norfolk, we've put in a fair few, um, because we believe that there is enough old crop wheat around to satisfy the demand. There's the odd extra boat trading when the pound weakens, but largely there's not going to be much more export, and we think that the, the farmers, when they've moved their May contracts, they'll find that extra bit that's there, and we don't think they'll carry it. The carry, which we talk about a lot, on Monday traded at £15, pounds, difference between May futures and Nov futures 
and by yesterday afternoon it was trading in at about £9.50. So I, I think that that will go out, um, and I think that the real pressure will come as people empty their barns in May-June. Uh, I think the consumption is going to drop off a bit, the, 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 the effects of... Uh, COVID-19 and and the wholesale sector of the industry taking a lot less grain via less chickens via less pigs I think that will have an impact and I think we will see a bearish tail end to the season on old crop relative to new crop which comes on to the new crop totally influenced upon by the weather so we, we're back to that drought if the drought isn't there I am feeling you know this is this is not just the UK obviously this is this is the key growing areas in the northern hemisphere I am feeling uh, that if the if the weather broke, I think it would be quite bearish. And my longer term gut instinct, I, I think the effects of this lockdown, the wholesale sector in the food industry, I, I see consumption dropping off quite markedly. I mean, we've had a, a shock in the system seeing oil trade at a negative price. Um, I think we won't go into negative territory because it's food we're talking about and it isn't quite the same storage pressures. But other than lining all my grain silos so I can put oil in them, which is vaguely tempting, um, I think grain is not going to have that sort of problem. But I do think um, consumption is, is, is going to be hit harder than we realise. So depending on how long it takes to get going again, I think the world has changed sufficiently that people won't be going out to restaurants as much as they were anyway because they don't want to sit next to anybody who might look a bit diseased. Let's move on to another commodity, um, feed barley, old crop, 126x. Um, it's, it's, I don't see much more happening. The new crop prices for barley are very weak because of the volume of the stuff in the ground. Where the hell you price new crop is, is another story. I suppose a guesstimate value for November would be about 125x farm. Um, can't get a lot of backers, can't get a lot of people to buy it from me. Where do you put malting barley? Do you put it at a premium at all with the volume of barley in the ground? I guess on the basis of how the crop looks, uh, i.e. It, uh, it's beginning to look a bit parched, there could be problems ahead, but we're back down to that rainfall again. So uh, I think potentially um, new crop barley prices are, are in a bit of trouble. Uh, how can I be cheerful now? What should we move on to? Oilseed rape? Uh, Oilseed rape... 300 says Webby. Um, oh man, where does that price go to? Oil, oil is a bad word at the moment. I've got to say that um, any replacement product for oil or any oil-related product has to be struggling a bit. I mean, I appreciate the crops have um, probably looked their best at this moment with the flowers out and everything, and they've covered a bit more ground, and so it doesn't look quite so bare. So there is a smaller crop. But there's a lot less buyers out there. There's a lot less interest in it. It doesn't feel as bullish as we've felt all along. So I'll loosely say 300. If you want a conversation about it, then speak to our man, Mr. Webster. Uh, I think with that, I shall leave this week's market report with a... with a. I came in incredibly buoyant and good mood this morning. And it's probably been one of the busiest mornings of the year. Incredible number of calls from farmers wanting to discuss the ins and outs of new crop and what the hell happens next. Um, so I've decided to tell 50% that it's going to go up and the other 50% that it's going to go down and nobody traded anything. So <laughs> it doesn't matter what you say in their own heads. They've decided they don't want to sell it. That, uh, that's my thought of the day. Anyway, um, 
have a have yet another lovely lockdown week and uh, let's hope some exciting things happen on the price and uh, some rainfalls as well thank you for listening please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours get your website working for you with east coast design studio want to know how to increase traffic to your website East Coast Design Studio are offering a free full site assessment and SEO appraisal to help you improve the performance of your business. Each website report comes with a clear, actionable and prioritised list of recommendations that you can implement in order to reach more customers. Want to get more visitors to your website? Go to eastcoastdesignstudio.co.uk and click on the ribbon on the homepage. Oh, and did we mention it's free? And now it's time for Farm Chat. This week I've got the famous Ian Webster with me. And um, without without being boring, what am I going to ask you, Ian? Good question. Don't know. Yes, you do. Surely people want to listen to something No, we're hanging on it. We're hanging on every word. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as an update, I mean, I've been slightly stumped. I was going to do one last night, but it it was bath time. Okay. And uh, so I I did bath time instead. Okay. That's a good yeah. sign. So you took the nappy off and put her in the bath. It's not, i got to say, it's not a macho thing of like, I don't want to. I, I have a, an underlying fear of doing a nappy. Do you? Yeah. Why? I managed to have the initial scarring sort of in the hospital, which was like my one attempt just went horrendously wrong. And it was, um, yeah, almost like a scene out of Pulp Fiction. Okay. Um and that's kind of left left a few open wounds. So yeah, I'll I will uh, I'll get there. Well, obviously we're 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 hanging on it. So there's going to come a point when you almost become a badge of honour. But hey, anyway, we, so now we all know the facts on that one. Draw your own conclusions about being scarred. Um, right, let's let's start with Donald Trump. Yeah. Today he's Donald. advised us all. No, he, he stood up and said. That how about what did he well, say? Well, it was it was quite comical. I mean, he, oh, I'm not a defender of Donald Trump, but he did look at his medical advisor and say, "What if we injected ourselves with a bleaching agent?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily suggest that it worked, but he wanted to start some trials. I think some of his supporters are possibly going to do it, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, there was I think there was an American church that was suggesting that um, that their uh what you call your um the congregation drank a bleaching agent because it would on the bottle of bleach i think detol one of them said that it um it takes away coronavirus yeah (laughs) (laughs) and uh he's also suggested injecting heat and light isn't he yeah well he came out with a comment that um yeah heat and light is naturally will um push the virus back so he said well can we not Get heat and light under the skin through ultra rays. It's the best TV, isn't it? Yeah, you are a fake. You yeah. know you're a fake. I don't, I, he's um, he's in over his head, and it is really showing. <clears throat> you can't fib, can you? you? In in business, it appears his style is, you know, bluff it out, say something outrageous, knowing that in three weeks' time everyone will be gone home and they won't call him up on it. Yeah. But he's been called up on so many mistakes already and it just he's he's getting angry now, isn't he? It's bluff people? and bluster and it it really is is showing I mean it's interesting how you look at all the different leaders and how they are dealing with it. I, Boris is 
not saying he's gone hero two zero, but he's getting a bit of pressure at the moment. Well, he was he was sympathy, wasn't he? Um, yeah. He fibbed. He, he's, he did a Donald and said, "Rambling production and a uh, hundred thousand tests," which was just to get mm. people off his back. But I'm, I'm not also sort of. You know, I've blown with the wind on this, but I thought to begin with the herd mentality strategy wasn't a bad one. It kind of made sense. But actually, if you take the Aussies and the uh, and the Kiwis, you know, they were really militant really early on and they're, they're coming out the best yeah, of you don't, you don't know if in, in um, a week's time or two weeks or three weeks or four months or their second wave goes through and they, they still yeah. haven't had a, yeah. a a number of people who haven't had it and they're still going to be having that hanging over them forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe we've had it here. We don't know, do we? Mm. Um, I'd, love, I'd love it if we had, but it looks like Norfolk is, is some of the lowest numbers. Norfolk's and, way, yeah, way behind the curve, isn't it? I, yeah. I'm not even aware of many people. There's a few people that think they might have had it, but I don't know. If one of my friends believed he had it and it turns out it was uh, a form of hay fever right. so yeah, yeah. millennial <laughs> <laughs> anyway so uh, we had a story last week uh, last week we, we we lost a listener uh, one of my mates who's been on here actually he, he got really upset he said uh, he's fed up with the uh, uh, london bashing the capital bashing mm. and uh, and the big company bashing do you, do you, I mean, I, I was a bit angry last week, so I probably went a bit far. But I haven't listened to last week, so I'll have to listen to Well, this, this this, we were just talking about, you know, we've just been gentle as ever, or making observations yeah. about people coming to their holiday homes and spreading. Is he? Um, is this person a Londoner, or is he from Essex? He was born in London, and uh, he's a Mill supporter, so he really shouldn't care that no one likes him. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's their song. But... Um, no, he, uh, he he gave me our time, which which we we we're all loved up again now. But he uh, he just said you 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 go too far with it, and I, and I've got to say that the story came up about um, about the, the the people that came up to Oldborough, didn't? Oh, into the village. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, so we we're going to talk about this because it's a bit brave and a bit of a dodgy piece of ground. But there's two sides to every story, and it's an important mix. You know, you have us simple country folk. And you have the sophisticated, intelligent, you know, double house owning types. Um, and the family that came up, came up after the lockdown. They did, yeah. And, yeah, no, they, they have an autistic child and they wanted to get out of the capital. So they came up to their country. I can see that. I think it makes it makes sense. I, th- I think my, my criticism would lie in that they came after the lockdown. Right, but the but the what what happened was quite quite nasty, wasn't it? Because yeah. somebody in the village, and this yeah. is you know this is country type, so there's no, yeah. uh, we might look simple, but there's 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 plenty of bitter and twistedness out here. Mm. Believe me, um, someone in the village sent a very very aggressive nasty uh, letter or text, oh, a text message, yeah, that 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 basically said, um, you're not welcome here. It's a local shop for local people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and the lady... Well, I think the family were mortified by it and so upset because they well, they wanted to be part of the community and they just they then took the decision on themselves rather than being forcibly kind of pushed back, um, went back down to London. See, the, 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 the victim side of that is I can see why they want to be there and, or with their child and be out of London, be free and, and, okay. and so on. 
be part of the community well no they've got a holiday home in the village and they're there eight weeks of the year or ten weeks mm. or yeah. max and that isn't really going to help the village but was there any consideration of the village of Oldborough that hadn't had any cases of COVID-19 in the fact they might be bringing it up with them did mm. they did they consider that in their they're now victims obviously but they mm. are they possibly the aggressor on some of it, it whoops sorry should have a phone off, shouldn't yeah. I? Yeah. None of us are proud of the uh, of the Norfolk reaction to this, but none of us are proud of the fact that the that those guys mm. possibly put the whole village, which is an elderly, it is quite an elderly community. Yeah. I'm a young buck, a young you stallion are, in the village. Are, yeah. Well, you are a stallion now, lad, aren't you? You know, <laughs> with all your children, you don't change nappies for. But so anyway, it, it it's it is a sign of of you know. The world is 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 a, a changed place. Oh, the world's it's quite scary to think how the world will be out the back of it because we no, we won't go back to normal. I well, think it, the society and the way people deal with with each other will be. Well, different. so you're sitting in a pub and someone comes and sits right next to you on a bench and you kind of look at them sideways and think that's dangerously close. Yeah, that's tough. See, I I mean. In the days I was going to pubs, I was quite often confronted by a lot of women wanting to sit very close to me. Yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Must be the pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> Proven sire badge run on your front. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> I think it probably, actually, they've just... A few of them may have picked up on the podcast and wanted to meet the um, the podcast celeb. Well, now you've had your hair cut properly. You've probably got half a fighting chance, haven't you? <laughs> <clears throat> what with being full up and all that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway for those who don't understand that um i tell you, i was talking to a farmer yesterday and he said something really interesting he said i was, I was driving along on my spray the other day and a group of cyclists came past and he said they waved at me and smiled he said now that's really unusual he said i think people like us at the moment because on farm they're used to being disliked yeah i think the we talked about this earlier on in the podcast a couple of weeks ago and how farmers I thought were striking the wrong note they were mm. kind of almost seeking kind of um gratitude from people and kind of deli- and the delivery is all wrong but actually they've toned it down yeah. and people are really appreciative and kind of there is acknowledgement of farming they just whether it's something that a message is there was a very good piece by Guy Smith actually yeah, the farmers that weekly was good. and I thought he'd like nailed that point completely and um, you know, even a little bit. So a friend's got a um, a load of holiday barns, and they had a very small shop to service that. And they've now expanded their range. And it's businesses. Um, I'm not saying they're they're certainly not profiteering from it. They're doing it for the community, and it's going down so well. And it's it's lovely. It's really. My brother-in-law actually delivered a box to me yesterday, and it's really good local produce, which is great. I think that's people are more. Um, involved in that and I think going forward people will kind of certainly consider that as well it won't necessarily rush back to the supermarket there's a there's a there's a lot less risk getting food from a very local store um mm. you know the supermarkets got to become I mean they're they're they've, there's no longer offers on the shelf the supermarkets are now profiteering you know opportunity makes a thief mm. they are there no offers no two for one no yeah. discounts and they've got everybody completely captive Mm. So it's you know there's going to be amazing figures for the supermarkets. Good, mm. good for them. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be a very fantastically 
the obvious place where people are more likely to catch the virus than anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think people do it, yeah. I did, it did make me laugh a little bit. A mate um, last night texted me saying, oh, Webby, as I'm a key worker, will you go out the door and clap for me this evening? What's his job? Well, he's a farmer. Would you say we're a key worker? And he, uh, he couldn't see that because obviously we... No, no, he couldn't. But it did, it did make me chuckle a little bit. But, uh, well, technically, you know, we've got a letter that says that Section 29 of the yeah, yeah. COVID-19 Act says that we are vital... We're part of the food chain. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've we've been moving enough grain the last two weeks to uh, yeah. certainly, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that that job has to be done. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm delighted we've got that as a job. Otherwise, I'd be at home the whole time. Yeah, and it's quite nice to get into the office. We are doing the so- whole social distancing thing, but it's quite nice to get in and kind of at least there's a breakout isn't there having an inane conversation about something with no depth <laughs> yeah that, absolutely that's 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 what i look forward to you know it's the it's the detail of argument i came through this last week with, i think i went on this last week with, with uh, regarding uh conversations with your wife that that it's who gives a damn two levels below the original statement it doesn't need to be absolute detail does it it's like no oh. Let's just have some light-hearted conversation and move on to something else. Mm. So we got we got farmers liked, which is a good thing. Yeah. And you're right; they have hit the right tone. Yeah. They haven't been. Uh, uh, they, they've actually no. had a really good time in the last month. Yeah. And on top of that, a bit for me to mention it, but the oil price has come down a very large amount, which yeah. means cost of production's down a very large amount. I haven't actually had a farmer tell me that. I worked that Unless they're forward bought. Some might have forward bought on their rolls. Because it was cheap at one point. I mean, when it was $50 a barrel, several probably might have forward bought. Yeah, no, absolutely. But they can still forward buy into the future. I mean, the forward price is amazingly low, isn't it? Yeah. Um, And I've got to say, the spot price having collapsed to negative territory, the the May contract for the same... Was it the May or the June contract? No, the May contract is one that just expired. Is it a June one? The June one is the It's going to go to the same place. There's no way yeah. they can turn the, the wells off, is there? No. I, I, it's That's just, it's a quite an interesting, and I, I remember w- I was watching it because there was the hype around it, and you were kind of on barchart.com because it wasn't much it live. 50-minute delay, but to go to, I think, trade and minus $40 a barrel. Yeah. I, I, I'm a bit critical of some of the journalists because they didn't understand the complexities of what um, no. the expiry of a futures contract means. No. That was the expiry date. And it basically meant people either had to take delivery or get out. And it was the, oh, it's about to hit the fan. We need to get out. And uh, yeah, and then they said it bounced to twenty dollars. And then they it. said it. Yeah, exactly. It, it was the next contract. It was the next contract. Yeah, a lot of Now, to be fair to Donald Trump, he got that. He he yeah. made a conversation about that, and he said there was a squeeze, and man, that was a squeeze. It was and, a squeeze. Yeah, yeah. And, but and we see we see in grain markets, don't we? It's it's yeah. It's no, the nature not, of a future. Not quite I can't not see as London <laughs> London wheat getting pushed down to um, no. But in saying that, today's tender day. We've we've put in uh, seventeen thousand tons, um, and there's another, I think eight and a half thousand come in. Some retenders, but largely mm. Scottish, Kent, and Norfolk wheat. Um, still quite a bit of the uh, open interest not showing, though, isn't there? Yeah, goodness knows why they do that. Um, I, I suppose half of that will come in and be tenders eventually. People wait and see who's put it on the table. Where have they got sales? What can we use? What can't we use? It doesn't make mathematical sense to own futures against the delivered market at the moment because the delivered premium is about £4 and the haulage is going to be 5 50 to 6 So, um, 
yeah, there isn't any margin in doing that. It just gives you supply. But mm. it's my belief there's enough supply. We've mm. got still got a long May book. We're reasonably, you know, slightly short of June. But we are get we're getting to that territory though. Of um, is the crop size as big as we thought? Yeah, it is. It's kind of, I've got you know yesterday someone had eight hundred tons left. Yeah, I've got a guy coming in a little while who's got to do something. You know, there's, there's one mm. of, another issue is cash is missing. You know, cash is missing in this industry. There's a lot of bills going out at the moment. Mm. A lot of people have held off trading for whatever reason. Um, and they're going to come in and they say, I need some cash. I say, well, okay, we'll mm. sell something. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, I can mm. carry it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, what's your plan then? <laughs> um, so I think, I think we will see as May evolves, certainly into June, I believe that it will come forward. Uh, in maybe the people who get to July will find an excuse to, to, to cram it somewhere. But if they haven't got the storage capacity, they're just going to make their life complicated. And I think yeah. they will, in the end, just let it go. Mm. Unless it gets to a big enough discount to new. Yeah, but and they've got the the capacity like to carry. Storage. You can't, yeah. you can't, you know, who's yeah. got capacity? I did speak to a grower yesterday who's got, I think he's got three different varieties of spring malting barley coming. Is he? And it's just that's enough pressure on his storage. Um, yeah, they've all then, got a little bit of something, haven't they? Yeah, and it's not quite as straightforward as it would have been normally here. We, we've got yeah. storage pressures. We've got, you know, there's an element of malting barley going to be carried from one year to the next. Mm. Um, and we would like to carry old crop wheat to new crop if it comes cheap enough and or relative to new crop cheap enough mm-hmm. and it just isn't in that place and i see no point i might as well just empty out and uh, start again i think in east anglia we won't have a storage problem people have been saying there's not a big enough crop well i'm afraid over here we've got more than the big enough North- crop <coughs> yeah i think in norfolk it will be yeah yeah and i think the molsters will be carrying a very large stock in their silos yeah. so there won't be the the amount of harvest movement there won't be the harvest intake at all, and i no. don't see the harvest movement of cargoes where we're priced mm. at the moment on new crop we're not an exporting nation this year we're an importing nation there's mm. been trades done of danish wheat already on new crop and where prices sit at the moment it, corn is going to come in isn't it anyway so I, so we we kind of we chewed the cud on on uh, we we got onto that subject of of you know the the, the old terror story of the local local uh, vigilante group and the and the Londoners going mm. home, but we haven't really cured going full circle the the London bashing from my old mate, have we? So what nice things can we say about London or Essex people? That's an awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, do they do they know? best about everything <laughs> the I, I, it'd be interesting to know i don't know how we do this but analysis of our listeners i reckon we've probably got quite a few londoners that do you reckon yeah well yeah. They, i haven't had anyone phoning up other than obviously my mate getting a bit upset um and i'm sorry scotty um <laughs> but it's they'd be phoning up telling me how to do it wouldn't they like they do you know what you're doing wrong don't you uh, and I pull my Norfolk face and go, yeah. And they tell me how I should be doing it, and then I carry on doing it as I've always done it. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I think the bulk of our listeners are... Um, well, we've got Hannah in, in London. Yeah. She listens to us. <coughs> yeah. Um, whether she makes Ryan listen as well, well I don't know. Who else? Dad. Well, he's not really... Well, he probably is an Essex man, isn't it? David Wright's a listener. 
Yeah, he, of course David he featured on BBC David. One. He had a little cameo honorary, on the one show. He did, honorary Norfolk boy, though. He, yeah. he comes up here for the weekend, doesn't he? I thought he came across really well. I mean, it was it was kind of a short little cameo talking about the um, the milling industry and how he said, I think from memory, so don't quote me on this, but I think his normal would be 50 bags a day and, and they're trying to process 500 or yeah. taking orders 500 bags a day, yeah. which is a phenomenal bounce in uh, demand. Those little, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. Of course, yeah. The, the five hundred doesn't sound enough, does it? No, but but in in terms of what he was doing, volume, you know, that's right. a a massive jump. Well, certainly, comparably. you know, milling flour is off the shelves all the time. Yeah, can't get yeast, can't get flour. Yeah. Um, well, I'm great. I'm delighted that Dave is doing well with that. I'm being nice about millers now, so that's a good sign. That really is a first, actually. <laughs> I remember from the, the history of well, he's, uh, he's, he's building yeah. a mill at Harlow, which is kind of getting vaguely deliverable to, isn't it? Without too much misery, yeah. you're not. It saves a couple of quid on haulage or quid fifty, and you know, as we head into Brexit territory, which the government has said clearly we're going to leave with. Yeah. There's been no negotiating, but they don't care. Um, so at least they're honest now. That's clear. We're leaving. So we have, um, you know, UK production of flour will maybe more prominent. Maybe we won't import yeah. it. Uh, and maybe East Anglia, maybe some of our clients mm. might be persuaded to get back into growing milling wheat again. Yeah. I think he's got where he is in that, because it's at Harlow, isn't mm. it? I think. Great catchment area for, for milling wheat. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's not in our direct kind of... Um, shooting distance is it but it's well, it's, right, easy, it's easy for us to get to you yeah. know if we get some stronger land guys growing milling wheat again and aiming at a specific market mm-hmm. straight down the m11 is not complicated going across country as a grow flies might be easier as uh, yeah. on, on a with a ruler but, but it isn't with a lorry so mm-hmm. you need to go straight down to somewhere and straight back out again without yeah. too much complexity is actually appealing yeah. um yeah. so yeah hopefully we'll be back on the milling wheat trail that'd be exciting we'll become experts in milling wheat uh, five years ago you would have seen a little pig sort of like flying past the window <laughs> yeah no I've, i think i've done my bit of mankind you, on that i think the millers needed a little bit of calling i mean the, that's, the amount of seed meetings we've had with um <clears throat> with an agronomist and every uh, every year he says andrew what's your view on milling wheat and it's very simple it's like don't grow. Yeah, but you've provoked me now. Right? <laughs> this autumn, what's going to happen? Okay, the UK miller is going to buy German wheat, right? Is that supporting UK agriculture? No, it isn't. They're going to say, oh, I can buy German. It's cheaper. Thanks very much. Boom. That's what they'll do. And the UK farmer will probably hold, I want 200. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because forward prices are in the late 190s um, delivered, yeah. which is a pretty hefty price. Good price. Um, they're not selling it, aren't you, Uh The millers probably would buy it at this point. Depending on mm-hmm. what happens with the drought, it could go a lot more money than that. Yeah. But but they will be, the minute they get half a chance, they'll be buying German like no tomorrow. Yeah. And, um, you know, sod the UK farmer. Now, this coming year, that that's almost forgivable because we are going to have to import because there's a lot smaller crop. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, it's beyond them when we're in Brexit uh, territory. If the government doesn't, put any tariffs on it we're going to be undermined and that's the point yeah. when when possibly the uk farmer might get a bit grumpy with the miller and and say that my my theory was right all along so they're not out, they're not in my good books completely yet i just showed green shoots of of what's the word <laughs> forgiveness 
And I've, yeah. I tried to show green shoots of forgiveness to to um, to southern types, but I think I've failed on that, haven't I? But anyway, that olive branch is out there, right? So, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna wind up this week with the phenomenal work that uh, Ben's wife is doing in uh, in providing masks and equipment for for the uh, NHS. She, with one some of her colleagues, have been making um, visors or masks. Uh, for the for you know whoever turns up there, she has to pick them up, and she's she's done thousands of them, and uh, she's buying they're between them buying all the equipment themselves, so they need a bit of funding for it. They're also now making a little clip that goes on the back of the head. I think it's, it stops the chafing behind the ears, yeah. isn't it? It's it's so they, they clip yeah. it onto the clip at the back, yeah. and then their ears don't don't start bleeding because they've had the mask on for too long. Mm-hmm. So the page is so gofundme.com. If you look on there. Advisors for NHS frontline COVID-19 workers. Uh, Norfolk teachers Sarah Woodson and Caroline Lloyd are helping to protect our heroic key workers in the fight against COVID-19. It's those two, and they've done an amazing job. So if you look them up on GoFundMe.com, so get in there, support them, and and uh, and put some money their way to keep those keep those masks going to the NHS. So with that, Webby, what should we do? It's going to be a sunny day. I've got loads of farmers queuing up to talk to us today. I haven't been in all week, but it's um, it's actually quite busy. Quite busy, it's bloody manic. It is, and uh, yeah. the other, I said on, in my market report that I've had, I told fifty percent of the farmers I spoke to this morning to sell it, mm. and fifty percent of the farmers I spoke to this morning not to because it's going to go up. It's guess how many? Guess how many farmers traded? None. <laughs> <laughs> Which proves the point that we don't. Doesn't matter what the hell we do say. <laughs> in in the end, it's in their heads, isn't it? So um, with that, gents, have a very good week. I hope it rains, but I hope it rains just for you and the rest of Europe doesn't get it, so the price keeps going up as well. So uh, wishing, wishing fairy tales your way. Thanks for listening. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they're released. Dew and Grain are independent and local grain traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, we can supply you with the best strategies to help you achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Call now on 01263 731 550 or email info at uk, or follow us on Twitter. We are at Grain. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by Tinshed Productions in conjunction with East Coast Design Studio.